After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. The podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Moe podcast. Recording this late on a Friday night after the Kings go on the road to Crypto.com Arena. And come back to beat the Lakers in a really impressive fourth quarter display by De'Aaron Fox and the Kings. Sacramento, after an 0-4 start, they are 5-2 and in their last seven games. They beat the Lakers 120-114. to I'm Deuce Mason. Morgan Reagan joins me live from San Francisco tonight, where she just wrapped up hosting Kings pre- and post-game live with Kenny Thomas. How you doing, Mo? Ugh. I'm fantastic. It is so fun after a Kings win. It's just, it's just so different. And we all deserve to feel this way. Man, the beginning did not feel good. I mean, how many missed shots? It just was insane the amount of misses you saw from the Sacramento Kings. Uh, the first quarter box score was yet yeah, not pretty, Morgan. They really struggled shooting. They were 2 of 13 from 3, shot 34%. But it was still tied after one quarter, but they found a way to get it going in the fourth quarter. The story of this one, I think, is quite simply De'Aaron Fox, who is showing he is that guy. It's year six. He's came in focus. He got off to a hot start. It's continued. And what happens late in the game? He's hit big shot after big shot. He is cool. He is calm. He's collected. He finished with 32 points, 12 rebounds, excuse me, 12 assists, seven rebounds. And how big was that second half for him in the fourth quarter? He had 10 points. Deuce, you look at the way he started that game, like you were saying about the entire team. And he started the game scoreless in that first quarter. Uh, Kevin Herter was struggling as well. So it's like, okay, there's not a lot going on around you. How are you going to dig, find it within to be able to help your team out? 
De'Aaron Fox has shown that he can do that consistently this season. And it has been so fun to watch him get to his spots and say, I'm going to shoot this here and I'm going to make this. Oh, I'm actually going to drive here now. Oh, this three? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm going to pop this one because I know I'm going to make it. You're seeing the confidence. You're seeing the way that he is playing in clutch minutes. It's just incredible play from him right now. And late in the game, a close game in the final minute, He's the guy that's hitting the daggers. He's doing it calmly. The mid-range game, which has improved so much over the years, but now it's deadly. De'Aaron Fox is not just having a great year. He's playing like one of the better players in the NBA to start the season. He's no doubt about it playing at an all-star level right now. And it's, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch because it just feels like it's a complete game. I love watching him on NBA Today uh, he was because the Kings were in LA. He went in studio with the crew and he was asked about his defensive improvement because he's clearly taken a step there. He credit to Mike Brown for holding him accountable. And I think you give so much credit to De'Aaron Fox for just embracing this challenge. I, I swear, man, at the end of the season in his end of season press conference, I saw something different out of him. And he, when he started talking about his disappointing year, and he talked about the need for structure and discipline. He got that with Mike Brown. He got that with his coaching staff, and now he's playing how we all thought he could play the best basketball of his career. And that's what I love that Mike Brown said even after the game about, like, you're all seeing this now. I knew this is what De'Aaron Fox was. I knew he could do this. But going back to even what you are saying about De'Aaron Fox being on NBA Today, he's starting to get that national love he's starting to get that respect from the officials and it's it's just going to be great for his all-around game it's going to be great for the team but also what he said in that quote that you're talking about when asked about his defensive improvements he was like it could be a picture perfect defensive possession Mike Brown in a timeout is still going to tell you three things that could have been better and that is why and how the defense is improving so much because it's the attention to details. The details matter and the standards are high. They fought through some adversity tonight too. When the shots aren't falling, how are you going to stay in the game? I felt like it got a little heated in the second quarter. They got down and they closed well in that quarter. They were end, they end up cutting the lead to four at 60 to 56. Third quarter is still close. I think the frustrating part with tonight's game was it just felt like they couldn't get stops. And it was like, God, man, now you're just trading baskets. You got to get some stops here. The shooting got better, but the stops weren't coming. In the fourth quarter, they forced some turnovers. Much needed turnovers. Got out the first couple of possessions, able to score. And I just thought Fox was brilliant tonight. I, I just, I've been so impressed with what he's been able to do. He had 21 points in the second half more. And like his second half numbers were insane. I need to pull them up. Yes, 21 points, seven assists, four rebounds on nine of 12 shooting in the second half. In the fourth quarter tonight, he had 10 points, four assists, three rebounds on five of seven shooting. That's big time stuff. And this is a game like the Kings should have won tonight. And if they had lost, we would have been feeling awful tonight because yeah. the you know Lakers are playing without LeBron James even without LeBron they're one of the worst teams in the NBA they're now 2 and 10 they're a complete mess but the Kings found a way to get it done and that that showed me something i i was very concerned about a letdown performance tonight 
because of how good they looked against the Cavs. But here they are in like a late game situation, executing down the stretch. Their fourth quarter numbers, Will Z just put out. It was really impressive to see what they were able to do. They were 14 of 20 from the field, 70%. Four of four from the line, seven assists, two steals, and a turnover. They outscored the Lakers 33-26. And just to tie a bow on De'Aaron Fox and his game, I mean, you talk about those assists. His playmaking ability has taken a leap. And that has just, it's like he's capitalizing on his skill set, being this speedy player, and then also allowing all these other things to add confidence into his shooting, into his defense, and understanding being in that stance makes a difference. And getting that steal on Reeves toward the end of the game and just going up for the easy two, those things make some huge differences. But also, free throw line again, four or five from the free throw line, Deuce. And he hit a couple of threes. He ends up 13 of 19 in the game, 32 points, 12 assists, seven rebounds. I put a poll question about De'Aaron Fox on the YouTube chat. Are you surprised by Fox's season? No, always knew he had this in him. And yes, he's proving me wrong. What do you think is winning right now? I'm sure people are saying, no, he's proving me wrong. That was not the option. The two options. Let me let's follow along here, Morgan. All right. I thought that's what you just said. The option one, no, always knew he had this in him, or yes, he's proving me wrong. <laughs> I mixed the two. That means I don't know the answer. Let's go with the second one. Uh no, it's the first one. 77% of people say no, always knew he had this in him. 23% say yes, he's proving me wrong. Can I just say, I'm gonna guess. Out of that 76%, about 50% of that, you guys are liars. Yes. Yes. You know how many times, dudes, the amount of times we've been deer and fox truthers and like had to, had to like convince people that this is in him, this is in him. I'm not going to lie. There's been times, especially last season was probably the first season that I felt the most worried about his game and where it could go because I had the, I just had like full confidence in him to start last season. It didn't go the way that we needed it to. Then you started seeing patches and I was like, God, if he could just find a way to be consistent, he is finding that that consistency early in this season in his sixth season. And it's like, we always say all players in the NBA just sometimes develop differently, but it's not only that he has the right coaching staff, the right teachers, the right teammates around him to help him with this new journey in his sixth season. I said this a while back and I'm going to say it now. The biggest off season move was hiring Mike Brown. Yes. He and his yes. staff have done a great job. And I know like people are like they're five and six. Even when they were 0 and 4, it didn't look like 0 and 4. They're competing. Tonight, they found a way to win it. You know what I mean? And it, sometimes you gotta win ugly. The best text I got after the game from a friend was I'd rather win ugly than lose pretty. And it was kind of one of those ugly wins, and you got to grind it out. You're missing shots. The old Kings, they start missing shots, it's over. They got the stops they needed to get down the stretch of this game. I thought, we, we, we've been talking about Fox the whole time here. Give some love to Terrence Davis. I mean, this guy did not play last game. And I was listening to him with the G-Man on the radio side after the game, 
And his whole thing is, I, I'm a professional. I'm going to stay ready. And when my name is called, I'm going to be ready to go. And that just shows you, I know it's 11 games in, he's bought in. Yeah. And when you've got the buy-in from all the players, that is a huge credit to the coaching staff for getting those guys to believe yep. in what they're doing, that the mission is this and that there are standards. And you know, if you are do certain things, you will get minutes. Terrence Davis comes in tonight. He has a nice outing. I thought he made some nice plays in the fourth quarter. He has 12 points off the bench on four of six, including a couple of big threes. Egos, egos, Deuce. Egos can get in the way on so many teams in so many different professional sports, right? You see it in the NBA, especially when guys believe that they're a starter. Or guys get frustrated because they're not getting playing time. Like, when you're a hooper or you're just a competitor, you want to be out there. You believe in your ability to help a team get the win, and it can be frustrating. It can be draining. It could be a, it take a mental toll on you. But for guys like, like Terrence Davis to truly understand, like, this is your role, and when we need you, we need you. We need you to be efficient. We need you to be out there and really showing us why we're putting you out there in these minutes. That's what good teams do in the NBA. They have those guys with that buy-in. But that buy-in doesn't just happen because of a guy's personality. That buy-in comes from exactly what you're saying, from a coaching staff, giving that trust, empowering guys, letting them know that this is the goal and this is how you build to that goal by this buy-in and just by trusting that philosophy. It's working. We got to give some love to everyone watching us live on a Friday night. I see over 600 people watching us live. The biggest thing you can do right now if you're here, there's that thumbs up button, the like button, hit that thumbs up. It's not to make us feel good. It All it does is help our channel grow. Hit the subscribe button. It costs you nothing to subscribe on YouTube. We're trying to chase down 10,000 subs and blow up this Kings community because we're live after every game. So let's get that rolling in. We appreciate all you guys being here just like that. It's over 214. Get that to 300 to really make my night. Also, a shout out to Chewy on Twitch, who not only subscribed on Twitch, but he gifted a sub to our guy, Nick. Why not? I want to get to this comment from Moji in the chat. Morgan, I want to get your reaction to it. Okay. Moji says, Morgan seemed upset the Kings won an ugly game. Games on the road are always tough, and wins like this build team character at the end of games. Great win for the Kings. So uh, I didn't see all of your postgame, Morgan, yeah. but it seemed like you, I don't know if upset was the right word, but you you, you wished yeah. it was more of a game they controlled throughout. The So in the, the final segment of the show, when we were just talking about the score and how this team won this game it was just like what mike brown said it was ugly gutsy and they found they had to find a way to win the game and all i was saying was that you know a game like this against such a dysfunctional team like the lakers i do want to see these type of wins come a little easier in those games right in the dysfunctional games or you're playing a game against Orlando I don't want it to come down to that final shot I want it to be one in that third quarter and I get it, it's the NBA you're going to go on runs you're going to have different types of nights I totally understand that but I cannot wait until that point comes when it's like not an ugly win against a dysfunctional team like the Lakers, uh, you know, and, and, I, 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 would, and I get, I, and I hear that. I think my one, and trust me, if they lost this game, I'd be feeling really low right now, but yeah. in a way, I know this seems crazy, but 
those guys playing without LeBron do play a little more free, right? Like LeBron. Deuce, I get that. LeBron, he controls so much of the game and his numbers have been, I know his his raw numbers have been great, but the shooting numbers have been great. The decision-making allowed other guys to step up like Austin Reeves tonight. I thought he was really good. Lonnie Walker had great moments. Westbrook, I can't believe he had a season high in threes tonight. That's it. That's it. And that was my, I even went off of that stat. And that was my point even with that. I'm like, Russell Westbrook having that against you, it sucks it's against you. <laughs> but he it was six of seven, but he was six of seventeen overall. So not yeah, great shooting I mean, numbers. His usual anyway, but yes. Um before we get to some of the lows of the game, uh, what else jumped out to you about this win? We mentioned Fox and Davis. Um Fox, Davis, uh, I really liked how Kevin Herter wasn't hitting any shots and then he was another guy. He got it going. He started 0 for 5. Yep. And then and then it just like in those clutch minutes when they needed him most, he was doing the same thing, found his rhythm. And I just it's not easy trying to find and adjust find your rhythm and adjust your game mid-game and being like, okay, what can I get? What can I do next? And Kevin Herter wasn't making those shots. And then as soon as one hit, I think it was toward the end of the the first half, it was like he hit one and then things started rolling for him a little bit more. And then he was getting to his spots, finding more of a rhythm in his shot. And that was nice to see. We also should give love to Ametu. Another nice game for him. I mean, he had a couple of big dunks in that fourth quarter. He ends up giving the Kings off the bench 10 points on four of eight. He also had five rebounds. A guy that we haven't talked about who is really starting to string it together is Domas Sabonis. And I thought... He did a great job early on establishing himself. He got some nice numbers early, and he ends up a really nice outing. 21 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 9 of 15 shooting. He made all three of his free throws in his last five games. 21 points, 10 rebounds, 6.4 assists. He has 5-plus assists in six straight games. What's jumped out to you about the big fella? Oh, it's the way that he's being aggressive in the paint. It's the way that he is finishing in the paint as well. You're just seeing the way that it's coming off his fingertips in some of his post moves and some of his hook shots. It's a little different. It's not just like he's not, he's following all the way through basically. And I think it's, it's the details. He's a little bit more focused on how he needs to finish, especially over big guys. And I'm digging that, but I also feel like his presence is being felt a little bit more on the defensive end as well. Yeah. I felt like he had a couple of plays tonight that jumped out to me. It it looked like he was just contesting. He's doing a better job at staying vertical. He's going to make mistakes defensively. And a lot of it's not effort-based. You know, some of it he gets in foul trouble, and then he can't really protect the rim at all. But he moves pretty well for a guy his size. I don't in some ways, I don't think he gets enough credit defensively, to be honest. I and I again, he's not perfect, and there are issues with rim protection, a hundred percent. But we also don't do a good job of acknowledging contests, right? Like we just look yeah. at uh, block shots, but I mean, if you stay vertical and you don't foul a guy and you alter the shot, that's a good thing. If you come out and help to allow your your teammate to recover defensively, that's a good thing. And that's kind of what I'm saying with just his presence. You know, his big body, it's 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 being felt in that in those situations, but also I think that they're doing a better job of moving together 
defensively and being in the right spots. There was in, I believe it was in the uh, second quarter. I forget when it was, whatever, it doesn't matter. They called a defensive three seconds on Keegan Murray. And it was funny. I noticed that he kept lifting his foot up. He had one foot out of the paint and then kept lifting his foot up so he wouldn't get the defensive three seconds. So I thought it was just a really weird thing to call on him. But besides things like little mistakes like that from the Kings, I thought they did a better job of being in help and moving around together on the defensive end. We got to talk about Keegan Murray in just a second. I do want to give some love to people donating, including Ipodagus, who donated 10 bucks, saying, hit the like button, Kings win, fire. The laser. Give me a hell yeah for that. Give me a hell yeah. Also, Kenneth has donated officially 100 YouTube memberships tonight and donated $50. Give me a hell yeah. We also got to give love to, I don't know how to say your name on Twitch. And I was going to shorten it, but if I shorten it, it's Vag. And it's just like, I don't. Thanks for the sub. Resubscribe for nine months. Thanks, Vag. No, no. Anyway, in the Twitch chat, OBJ says Keegan looks really hesitant offensively and has been allowing a lot of line straight line drives lately. Um, yeah, let's talk about Keegan Murray for a second. And Keegan's dad made this public on Twitter now. So we should share this. Um, Keegan Murray's grandma um, had a stroke while attending the game in Charlotte, the Kings-Hornets game in Charlotte. And Keegan did not find out about it until after the game. So his grandma is in a hospital in Charlotte dealing with the aftermath of a stroke. And I think that has taken a toll on him naturally as he adjusts to life in the NBA and also just maybe struggling as a rookie. But I think there's a lot going on. You know what I mean? Like you think about the fact that this happened you can't be with your grandma. Your parents are dealing with it. You've got your brother in Iowa. This is a close-knit family. And he grew up in Iowa. They played ball in Iowa. Tight family. He's in the NBA. It's not like this is like some highly recruited guy. Comes out of nowhere as a number four pick. He's in the NBA. And like, there's a lot going on, is my point. And, and every, everyone handles emotions yeah. and... Um, trauma, different situations, it's just hard. differently. And, and, and sometimes it can take a bigger toll on some people than others. And you think about him still being a younger man in this league and adjusting to a new life, right? And it, again, it's not about making excuses for the rookie. It's not about justifying his play. It's just about humanizing a situation and what could be affecting his play, right? Like you've got to factor in any everything if you're going to criticize someone's game and how they're playing. And right now it's, you're right. He doesn't look as locked in if you want to call it that, or something's a little off with his mindset and that's okay. And I hope he can figure it out on the floor. I hope his family can either be around him a little bit more through some of these tough times or whatever it is that needs to help yeah. him, just, you know, feel more confident with his everyday life. He has a but great support system and I think they have it set up. So, uh, you know, some family member is going to be in town. I know, good. you know, his, his, I know his dad said they were going to be in town. 
um, around Thanksgiving too. Um, actually, no, because they're on the road Thanksgiving. I forget the exact date, but they've okay. they have it kind of mapped out. But yeah, it's it's an adjustment for everyone. It's an adjustment for the family. You know, it's it's Keegan's away from his family, but I'm sure like the family would love to be together right now. So, um, you know, that's it's not an easy thing to go through as someone who just lost their grandma like two weeks ago. I mean, I'm still processing all this and it's been a roller coaster ride and some days are good. Some days are bad. I was telling Maureen the other day, I had a panic attack. I've never had a panic attack and just dealing with that and I'm getting the necessary help I need to to get through some of this stuff. So, you know, we, we, we do need to remember like these are human beings and yeah. I think sometimes we get so locked in about numbers and this guy's throw what's going on. It's like, well, sometimes the answer isn't just like what's happening on the, on the court. It's what's happening away from the floor. Um, so anyway, with all that said, let's send positive vibes to Keegan and his family and his grandma as you know, she recovers from, from the stroke. Yeah. Tough, tough. But um, I'm I'm glad that uh, he put that information out there, and obviously, great Kings community that will rally together and hopefully give him all the love and the confidence that he needs going forward too. Also, Keegan may have only had two points on one of four shooting twenty five minutes. He was still a plus fifteen out there. Wow! Really? Yes. Yes. Uh, running down some of the numbers tonight, Kings end up shooting just under fifty two percent, which is incredible after such a slow start. But that's what happens when you shoot seventy percent in the fourth quarter. They end up 12 of 36 from three. One really encouraging sign. I was really concerned in the preseason and the start of the season about the free throw shooting. Hell, we were at training camp seeing these guys miss 8 billion free throws. And I was like, maybe this isn't a good free throw shooting team. Mitchell hasn't ever shot them well. Fox has struggled. Sabonis is struggling. Barnes is in a funk. I feel like they've really started to knock him down. Fox has been tremendous at the free throw line this year. Tonight, they were 18 of 21. And in a close game, you better make your free throws. That's pretty good. Yeah, well, you know what's great about this, Deuce, is that we were talking about this early on in the season, and now it's 11 games have been played for the Sacramento Kings. And that adjustment has been made as well. This is this is why all these little things are making me so excited because it's been year after year after year when you see how the Kings play or how the Kings, yeah, I guess how the Kings play on the floor, it never felt like adjustments were being made. And sometimes it was the excuse of, oh, maybe they're just not getting enough practice time together. Or maybe it's this. You could always feel, though, it was something else. It was... Again, going back to the foundation, the standard being set, the discipline, holding guys accountable, being like, this is not okay when you're not making your effing free throws. Like, it is a shot in the NBA that needs to be made if you want to be a good team. You mentioned that. Will Z is dropping some great stats. He just dropped one of the stat. They've climbed from last in the league in free throw percentage to tied for 15th at 77%. He also supports what you were just saying about Sabonis, finding a better rhythm around the rim. He's up to 76% in the restricted area on the season and 84.6% in his last seven games. Will Z also notes he's doing a good job contesting shots at the rim, limiting opponents to 68% in the restricted area. So some positive signs. Yeah, some very positive signs, especially 
when we talk about what this team needed to do to be a good team, it's about De'Aaron Fox having good games. It's about Sabonis having good games at the same time that Fox is having a good game. You know, I think you you even look at when Mike Brown had to go to the bench and you just talk about guys like Terrence Davis and Chemezi Metu stand, stepping up because Malik Monk wasn't that guy off the bench tonight. And it's like we said, you're not going to have every guy every single night be on, especially the amount of the how how productive Malik Monk has been off the bench as of late. He didn't have it tonight, and that's okay too. Let's hear from Mike Brown after the game. He was talking about Fox's growth in uh, his the scoring area. The, 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 the biggest key to that, what, what you're saying is, and when I say he can flat out go is, he can carry us to a win. And that's what he did tonight. I know he could score in the pass, uh, but I just wasn't seeing the production on both sides of the floor while getting a win like I'm seeing this year, especially tonight. Uh, we were struggling, and we went to him, and he did what his job is supposed to do. He did what, what a star is supposed to do. And uh, not only did he do his job, but he did his job while getting us a win. And that, that's what's exciting. That's what I'm seeing him do right now. Uh, not only that, it doesn't add up in the stat sheet, but I'm seeing him lead and take on responsibility at the responsibilities at the right time. And so to see him grow as quickly as he has in this short amount of time, uh, especially with the work that he put in this summer, uh, that's the part that I'm excited about. Because like I said, he can flat out go. He can flat out go. He did what a star is supposed to do, Morgan. And those are that's some high praise for Mike Brown. Um, he said the other thing that doesn't jump out on the stat sheet, he's leading. Yeah. <laughs> there, Mike Brown, I, I think a, a good NBA coach is like a parent. A good parent. Not like my parent, right? Yeah. Like my parents suck, all right? Yeah. A, a great parent loves, cares, holds a kid accountable, teaches lessons. There's trust. I think that's the same thing, like the what great leaders can do, right, with a team. Yes. And I think one mistake I've probably made in the past in, in evaluating the Kings over the years it's like, well, I mean, what the coach needs talent, and coaches do need talent. There's no doubt about it. Sure. The difference, I'm just going to be honest right now, the difference between what we saw last year and the last couple of years to now is astounding. And yep. you start to think if Mike Brown had last year's team, even though it was flawed, right, even though at the yep. beginning of the year, What's it look like instead? If he had, if he took over for Dave Yeager, what does that team look like under his watch? It's crazy to think about, but like, honestly, I just think Mike Brown has gained so much knowledge over the years. He's learned so many lessons from his previous stops and being with the Warriors that has translated into him developing into a really really good coach in the league, empowering his staff, but most importantly, challenging and empowering his players. 
how many times have I talked to you about this? And I, and people have shit on me so many times talking whenever I talked about the importance of a foundation, culture, a leadership, and, and how a team could work together if they had the right people teach them how to play it the right way, having the right philosophy, playing as a team. It's a team sport. There was a time throughout these 16 years of no playoffs, I guess, I mean, I would say more in the recent years, where I started thinking, maybe this is a league where you have to have those all-star pieces if you want to get to the next level. I was starting to believe that because I just hadn't seen anything work for the Kings for so long. But then if you go back and you really look at some other teams around the league and you look at the coaches like a Greg Popovich and Eric Spolstra. What, what's Will Hardy doing in Utah right now? Right. And, and, and truly, it's it's about players and organization. It starts at the top. And so once an organization figures out what they need to do differently and mirror what other teams are seeing success from. It really starts with that word culture. And it's just, I think people throw it around and are lazy with it at times, but with culture, it's just like you said, from a good parent, a good parent has to work at it. A good parent has to deal with different personalities in their children and they have to deal with critical thinkers and they have to deal with, with, holding people accountable and setting standards. That's a shit ton of work for a parent or a coach or a leader. And that's what we're seeing happen right now within the Sacramento Kings organization. It's also Brown is not just, Hey, I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong. He acknowledges when he makes mistakes and he does it publicly too. I think that goes a long way with people. So, if Mike Brown's a great parent, some of the Kings coaches of the past might have been like the sibling that's like babysitting you, right? You just, eh, just kind of do what you want. Yeah. Oh, right. You oh, know what I mean? So was, what, what do you think last year was? Hey, sit, stand in the corner, everyone. Stand, <laughs> let's play five out. Hey, free. We're just all about playing some freedom, free basketball. That's what we're about. And it's like, no, you can't you can't just shove a kid out there and be like, hey, go be free in the world. Like you gotta give them some rules and some lessons. Otherwise, they're never gonna grow and get better. Yeah, it's been encouraging. It's been really encouraging. And, you know, Fox looking in the mirror, you know, because they're let's be honest about it. You know, you could talk about, hey, it's a bad situation. He looked like a guy that didn't want to be here at times last year. Maybe he didn't early on. You know, maybe the frustration was too much. But the fact that Brown challenged him to be a better leader, be a better defender, and he's taken that on and he's doing that, that's big-time stuff. And it's credit to all parties. It, you know, and, you know, the season's long. They got a long way to go. But I think the fact that they started 0-4, faced that adversity early on with a tough schedule, and they've responded in a big way where they're just one game below 500 now. And now they're entering a stretch of the schedule that, you know, on paper eases up. It doesn't mean you can ease up as a team, but there's a chance here to really string some positive momentum going. And they're playing. You, you see the signs of a good team even when they're 0-4. And that's why I'm so encouraged that, okay, they may have something here this season. 
one of my favorite things, Deuce, that we're, we're seeing, even in a game like tonight where it was gutsy, ugly, all those things, you still saw growth again from when and how they faced the adversity that they were facing. In the beginning of the game, it didn't even feel like there was that energy or that urgency at times. And that's when I was getting the most frustrated. The fact that they dug within to figure it out find that in their leader too, in De'Aaron Fox, finding that to share with his team what he is capable of in a game like this in LA, Um, game after game, just showing us something new and really what this team is all about. A shout out to Shawnee Sean, who gifted five subs on YouTube. Also, Ben from Australia. Hey, Deuce. Hey, Mo. We need a fire the laser sound by ASAP. Kings five of the last seven with multiple calls and both losses. We are on the way up. Let's go. Yeah, we even talked about that. Uh, we did player play the fire the laser before the show. I guess we can drop it now. Arm the laser. I'm in the laser. Begin laser ignition. Now we need Morgan to say fire the laser. Fire the leather! Dude, it is so good. You've like, you have that down. Here's a stat from the Kings that uh, our guy in Discord, Kang's gonna Kang's dropped. It was Fox's seventh 25 point game of the season in his 10th appearance. He is just the fifth player in franchise history with seven plus 25 point games in the first 10 games of a season in the first since the franchise moved to Sacramento in 1985. The last player to accomplish this was Tiny Archibald in 1972-73. And it's translating into some wins now, baby. Wow. Wow. Um, What else do I want to get to? Oh, real fast. uh, It wasn't just Mike Brown talking about Demonis Sabonis. After the game, uh, Morgan Reagan had the chance to talk to... The big fella, Damanis Sabonis. Here's what he had to say about Fox. And De'Aaron Fox just looks more confident than ever. What stood out about him to you? Um, he's just aggressive. You know, he knows it doesn't matter how the game's going at the end of the game. You give him the ball, he's going to make the right reads. And um, he's been amazing. He's been amazing for a long time. And he's he's clutch, you know. He is clutch. The big fella, Damanis Sabonis. He's clutch. I love to hear it. We've got more coming up, including uh, we got to get some people who want to chat with us, Morgan Reagan. We should mention that tonight's podcast presented by our friends who are at the Detail Pros of Sacramento. <laughs> Detail Pros of Sacramento. Hey, your car, let's be honest about it. Think about it. You're sitting there. What's it look like inside? Gross. What's it look like outside? Inside, you probably gross. got some wrappers. You got some... Oh trash you maybe sp- spilled some coffee in the center console right boogers underneath the seat that's weird people do it morgan anyway that's- let nick take care of the boogers let him take care of your car anyway nick literally does the best job over the detail pros of sacramento you need to reach out to him what's cool about november if you go to the detail pro sa- uh, detail today's episode is sponsored by nerd wallet smart money podcast NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances 
together because we run a small business together. There's all these different papers. There's all these different forms. What do you do? You listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Yeah, because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business. How about for some time off after an NBA season even? That sounds amazing. So you know what you need to do? Listen to Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. After the end of a good fight, deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prosac.com, the detailprosac.com. You get 20% off gift cards. Yes, 20% off gift cards. The perfect time, right? Right before the holidays. Give the gift of a clean and sexy car, right, Morgan Reagan? Hell yeah. And I was just talking to Nick a little bit more about those gift cards today and they're physical gift cards. So make sure to reach out. I'm physical. I, yeah, they're actually going to be physical gift cards that you'll be getting uh, from Nick. And so I already reached out because I'm going to be buying like five different gift cards, one for myself and the rest are going to be stocking stuffers because this is just a great deal. 20% off all of the details right now if you go to the website. Yeah, go to thedetailprosac.com or give them a call 916-340-4317. Also presented by Joey Reagan over at Lion Real Estate. Uh, if you're looking to buy a house in the Sacramento area, Joey is your guy. Look at that beautiful face of his. Uh, Joey knows the Sacramento market. He lives in Sacramento, and he has actually helped uh, one of our podcast listeners relocate from New Jersey to the Sacramento area. So hit up Joey. He's got open houses galore. Go to jreagan.golion.com, jreagan.golion.com. You can also call him at 916 412 you could text them there too. 916-412-4592. Why should they call him Morgan? Well, you should probably call him because he's going to probably end up being your best friend because that's what he does with everyone because nothing is work to him. It's all about relationships and friend. Like, I'm not even kidding. It's like you can't go anywhere with him without him becoming best friends with a stranger. And he loves Sacramento. He knows everything about it. So if you're truly looking to buy or sell your home, you should definitely be hitting him up. Yeah, hit up Joey today. Go to jreagan.golion.com. All right, let's go and check in with Twitter Spaces. We're actually stuck on Twitter Spaces tonight because we can't use Discord with Morgan on Zoom. So we'll start tonight with Trevor. Trevor, welcome into Night Chat. Hello, I'm in here. What's Can up? you hear me? Yeah, we got you, man. What's up? All right, cool, cool. I, I hit the, the mic on button on my phone this time, so I was able to jump in and not be lost in the shuffle. Oh, I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's old man stuff. I got to do this. Anyway, um, 
I have two topics that I would like to get into, yeah. if it's possible, if there's not a giant line behind me. One would be the, the game itself. But more importantly, I would really like to discuss what's going on in Keegan Murray's life right now as somebody who's gone through losing multiple grandparents and strokes in the family. And if I can touch on both, great. I'll touch on both. But if not, I really need to get into the Keegan Murray thing. This is, Morgan, this is like a typical old guy who has to set up like everything he wants to talk about instead of just getting to it. Go ahead, man. What do you want to say? All right. Cool. Cool. I appreciate Yeah. 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 All right. Sorry. I had to do that. Okay. Uh, I, I was a really bad kid when I was in junior high school. And my great-grandmother lived downtown, and the first time I got in trouble for shoplifting, she came and picked me up in her 70s. Wow. And, and I, ever since then, I, and, I, and I slid more. She got old, and she got sick, and she moved away with my grandma to be somewhere where the air is cleaner and whatnot. But every time I got in trouble as I got older, I kept thinking about my great-grandmother. And how I didn't want to disappoint her in life. And the trouble I got into became fewer and further between every time. And now I'm in a place where, where honestly, I don't have to work anymore if I don't want to. Well, good job, I mean, man. So shout out to grandmas everywhere. Yeah, shout out to your grandma yes. for keeping you in line. And thank you. Thank you. And, and this is also for you too, right? With what you're going through, losing your grandma. I had no idea you were, you were struggling with your voice when you were younger until I read up on it, man, I would have had no idea. Your grandmother did a good job on making uh, sure that you got into sports casting, dude. You're good at it. Oh, thank you. You thank should you. be, right. you should be happy. You you, you're, be trying happy to make, you're trying to make me cry tonight. I appreciate it. Okay. Now, uh, I'm not trying to make anybody cry, Okay, but, but, but I'm trying to, Oh, okay. You, you you need to move on to something no, else. No, no, no. I want to I, I want to hear your thoughts on the game too. We have people want to talk okay. about the game. Yes. So what do you see? What do you yes, see? I do want to talk about the game too. But but my 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 summation on the Keegan Murray thing, honestly, is I hope that young man understands just how much his grandmother wants to see him play basketball and play it at an extremely high level, and that as long as he continues to do that, she will probably hang around a lot longer than he thinks. I mean, I don't like you putting it in that way. I know what you're trying to say, but you make it sound like, hey, if he continues to struggle, though. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not that. It's like, not right, that. It's relax and get back to what you get to, son. That, that's it. That, that is yeah, it. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. So what did you see with the All game right. tonight? Give me some game. All right. Yeah, the game, obviously, the second quarter was hot garbage. Nobody wants to see passing like that. Nobody wants to see Anthony Davis camping out in the paint and wiggling his ass in front of the referees. Get that out of here. Get it out of here forever. And they did that in the second half. Collectively, they got Anthony Davis right up out of the paint. I don't even need to see it to just a statistic to know that that happened because he wasn't there and there were no replays of him in the paint. I love So it. there is that. Well, I hope you feel good about the win tonight. I do. I, I do. And, and you said there are other people in line behind me now yes. just for letting me get in my extra shot about Keegan Murray, man. I, I'm going to move along, and, and I will gladly listen to the end. BLA, give me a hell yeah, and why not? <laughs> hell yeah, why not? Hell yeah. See you, Trevor.
Oh, this is why night chess is different. You just I never know it. what, where it's going to go. That was really sweet. What he had to say. Yeah. <laughs> it cracks me up. The, by the way, the mix of messages we received during that call all over the place. Some people love Trevor. Some people calling him an old man. Some people say, wrap it up. Look, oh. here, here's my thing on night chat. We're just talking. This is not a radio show. We're, we're hanging mm -hmm. out. So if you want to hop on Twitter spaces, you can do the same with us. It's all about that flow. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if we should even try this. Chris, what? Is, Chris is here for the third straight game. Last two, we go to him. He's not ready. Do we go to him? I, I say, you know what? Kings win. Let's give it a try. All right. Chris, if you are not here and answering us tonight, you are banned for the next five games from requesting. Oh, my God. Chris, are you? You're serious. Yep. We can't go no, to wait, Chris wait, anymore. Wait, wait. Chris is here. He unmuted himself. Chris. What a tease. Yeah. What a tease. Chris. You've been eliminated. You get a five, <laughs> five game suspension from being from request. Damn. Let's check in next with the man of the hour. His name <laughs> is Nick. Deuce and Morgan. Why not win tonight? Why not? Why not, Nick? Why not beat the Lakers? Why Nick not? Nick, if you were the coach and you went into that locker room after this game, what would you tell your team? Um, play, keep, keep going, keep winning your, keep winning your game. Every time, same message. What was your favorite That's part it. about the game tonight? Well, my favorite was Darren Fox making the threes. Making the threes, he had a couple of them. Yes. What are you doing tonight, man? Well, watching uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel live. Oh yeah, you laughing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Is Jimmy Kimmel your favorite? Yes. Uh, check your audio on Twitter Spaces because your audio is not that great. What? Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like staticky. No, I think it's your your phone. I don't know. Hey, hey. Hey, why not win tonight? Why not beat the Warriors on Sunday? We have the Warriors game on Sunday. Join me. Join us on Night Chat on Sunday after the game with me, Morgan, and Deuce. Are you are you hosting oh. it with us on Sunday? Yes. Yes. Night Chat Sunday after the game. And did the Stockton Kings win? Yes, they did, Nick. Yes, they did. Stockton got the win tonight. Yes. Hey, why not win the game? All right, Nick. We'll we'll talk to you Sunday. All right. All right. Well, sleep dreams. Do some uh, <laughs> sleep <laughs> dreams, <laughs> Nick. Safe travels back to Sacramento, Morgan. Thanks, Nick. Oh yeah, Morgan. I forgot you still have to drive back to Sacramento tonight. It's almost a midnight. I mean, I'll be fine. I like whatever. I'll be sound asleep, and you'll be like, oh, I'm driving to Sacramento. Okay, that's... Actually, I have such trouble falling asleep after games. I just, I have an adrenaline rush, especially when they're winning now. Oh, I'm fired up. I, I could spend another 
five hours doing this. You can sign off and drive home. I will be alive. I think I might stay alive till 3 a.m. tonight. That's fine. You can do that. But really quick, Nick just brought it up. Yeah. The Golden State Warriors on Sunday. And did you see what Steph Curry did tonight? I did not see what Steph did. He had a 40-point game against the effing Cavs, and it all came, well, a lot of it came late in that fourth quarter. He was just going off. No one could stop him. It's, wow. he it's had, so scary sometimes. He had 15 in the fourth quarter, five Ooh. of seven. He ends up with... 40 points on 15 of 23 of 6 11 from three. He also had five assists, four rebounds. Wiggins added 20. Draymond had a, had two points, 13 assists, nine rebounds. Clay, three of 13. Jordan Poole bounced back with 18. The Cavs have lost three in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and so my whole point, though, with the Warriors and just looking ahead at Sunday, I. <sighs> It's that that's going to be one of those tough ones again, where you go, how can you, how can you play like you did against the Warriors on Monday? Let's just say, right. You, you had a pretty solid performance. Um, keep that going the entire time. But then Steph Curry, how do you slow him down? Cause right when you throw a double at him, the man is magical and sees all. And then, Obviously, they just break it down super easy. Steph's going to get his, Morgan. Steph's going to get his. The problem so is you, you can't stop let others. the other guys. Yeah. Stop, let's say let's say you stop Andrew Wiggins. Like you're still going to have guys that are able to contribute. Morgan, the Kings are winning on Sunday. What the sh- what? No, they. I mean, look, the way the last game ended on the road, they had a chance to win it. They were in that game. That was with Steph Curry going insane, knocking down shot after shot. This is the third game against the Warriors in 12 games coming up on Sunday. Golden one center is going to be rocking because this team is playing well right now. Interest through this team for this team is through the roof right now. People are fired up. It's a Friday night. We got a shit ton of people here hanging out with us right now because people are fired up. They're seeing the growth. They're seeing what Fox is doing. They're going to be competitive on Sunday. It's not going to be easy. I'm not trying to deny that, but the Warriors are beatable. This is not the same Warriors team that we have seen over the years. Steph is unbelievable. He is carrying that team. They still have issues with their bench. It is a better effort tonight from their bench. They still have issues. Clay has been in a major funk. They're not as good defensively. This game, this is a chance for Sacramento to be 500 on Sunday, and I think they can do it. Ooh, well, I, I don't... I don't necessarily doubt it. I just, after seeing Steph Curry again play the way he did in that fourth quarter against the Cavs, making every single shot, barely even, Deuce, he did it again where he was making a shot and then shit talk in the Cavs bench and running, like, without seeing it go in. Morgan. You know, like, yeah, Didn't he drop 45 on the Kings and they still almost won the game? Steph's going to, I'm not, I know what Steph's going to do. Steph has Steph had a bad game in, in history against the Kings. Not in the last ten years, he kills the Kings. He kills a lot of teams in the NBA because he's a really great player. It's about can you not make a ton of mistakes? If you That's start it. turning the ball all over the place, then you got trouble. But the credit to the Kings since that first half against the Warriors early in the season when they gave up eighty nine points, they've had some of the best transition defense in the league. I want to look at the stats tonight, though. Uh, let's see here. Fast break points. So I have it in front of me. Lakers had 12 fast break points. 
The Lakers came into tonight near the top of the NBA, averaging 18 fast break points a game. The Kings came into tonight, according to NBA Advanced Stats, number one in fast break points allowed, only allowing about 10 per game. That's The Kings' defense may not be perfect right now. We see the flaws at times. We see the breakdowns, no doubt about it. But they're doing things that they haven't done before. They used to get killed in transition. The fact that they are number one in points allowed, fast break points allowed per game at 10, that is a huge credit to those players in Brown for getting the buy-in to understand, like, if we're going to even have a chance, we got to at least get back in transition. And since that time, they've done a good job. Yeah, because that that for a team, too, when you look at how teams score in transition, I think that can be sometimes the most deflating for a squad. So for the Kings to be like, okay, this is one of the very important things that we can actually do a really good job of if we just put our minds to it. It's mostly effort of getting back and then just obviously finding that way. Like, are you stunting the ball? Are you making sure, you know, is it a two-on-one situation? Whatever the situation is, you practice that. You understand where to stop first, the ball, and then you go from there. And they're getting better and better at it. I I am actually shocked a little bit about how good that stat is for them. But you're just seeing their defense is making some big adjustments this season. We got a few more people we got to get to, including a celebrity appearance at this hour. Are you ready for a celebrity appearance? I think so. You hear him Monday through Friday on ESPN 1320 in Sacramento with D-Lo. He's the one and only Kenny Caraway. Casey in the building. It's what? night chat. It's Friday night. Casey's feeling good. I know it. What's up, Casey? Yo, dude, Smo, what's going on? You know, you're right, it's Friday. I got a little Sacramento splash with me, man. You Hell know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm feeling good right now. It's always it's always good to be delightful. It's always good to be delightful. Always. Casey, this team this team's fun right now. They found a way to get it done tonight. I don't care that it was kind of ugly. Fo- what, what are you thinking about De'Aaron Fox right now? I'm loving Fox right now. We're seeing the maturation right now of De'Aaron Fox. He, and, and we talked about it a little bit on the show. I, I don't want to overstate this, but I really do think he's in another mind space with his man Malik Monk here. Monk, Monk is that, that guy that just kind of keeps him loose, keeps him having fun, keeps him confident. I mean, no, I don't want to take nothing away from De'Aaron. He's doing it on his own, too. He's the one putting the ball in the bucket. But it's just a different vibe. You see, you see him, I don't know if y'all caught it today after the last shot. Uh, with Austin Reeves on him, he hits a little fadeaway, and then he's telling the whole crowd, he's like, yo, he can't guard me. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? He can't guard me. It's I so love good. what I'm seeing. And, and the, the thing that really got me charged up, is, the, the thing that got me charged up is what you just said. That's why I had to get in here, and I had to co-sign with you. I got your back, dude. Sunday at the Golden One Center, are we, we killing all that Steph Curry noise. I'm telling you all this. Steph Curry, that's my man. That's my man. He's nice. He's nasty. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the top 10 players to ever play the game. But on Sunday, Kings is killing all that noise. They went in, the, they beat, they beat against, they beat the Warriors. And I'm going to tell you right now, that Steph Curry, 40, 47, and he's taking his mouthpiece out and sleeping and all this. No, we're killing all that noise. I'm telling you that right now. Sunday, go to one center. You need to be there because we're killing all that noise on Sunday. I'm saying it right now. I'm what you do. 
Kenny, appreciate your confidence. I'm so, because I asked the same thing to do. So I said, <laughs> I said, how, so how are you stopping that 40 point Steph Curry game? Because you saw, you throw a double at him. He's figuring out a way to quickly make magic, break it down. Um, you, you get aggressive with him. He's going to get the call. So what, what, what the hell do the Kings do on Sunday against him? You got to get the ball out of his hands when it's when it's late. That's the one thing, and I know it's easier said than done. But if if Draymond or even Wiggins lead them to a victory, I just got to tip my hat and say this is why you're the defending champions. You guys are so great. But I can't I can't let Steph Curry just go one on one on poor Kevin Herter. That was blindfolding a cigarette right there. We we can't let that happen. Get the ball out of his hands. You know what I'm saying? And and we gonna make these other guys beat him. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Look, he's great. He's great. I think Fox is going to be up for the challenge on on Sunday, baby. I think Fox is going to be up to the challenge. He's going to guard him. And look, Steph probably going to have about 33. I ain't saying we hold him to seven. You know what I'm right. saying? He's going to have his 33. But we killing all that noise. Kings winning on Sunday. I'm telling you that right now. And, and you, you know, Morgan. Light the beam. You know, light the beam. Light the beam. <laughs> the beam. And you know what we're going to do, Morgan? We're, we're going to take that mouthpiece, Morgan. We're going to take it from Steph. We're, we're gonna we're gonna take out. A, a, I'm gonna say, hey, throw me a towel, Coach. Mike Brown's throw me a towel. I'm gonna shine it up real nice. We'll make sure to get it nice and clean. We're gonna turn that son bitch sideways and stick it straight up. Steph Curry's candy ass. Yeah, the crowd popping right now. The crowd's popping right now, baby. Oh Yo, man, man y'all killing it. Y'all killing it on a Friday night, man. I'm up just listening. Hey man, y'all enjoying what you do, man. Hey, you, I, I, you, I love you guys for uh, doing, man. Keep doing what you do. Well, we love you guys too. And uh, just real fast, uh, you do, do you have a sneak preview of Drake bars? I mean, you know, I've been in the lab. I don't want to say okay. that yet because okay. I got a couple beats. Forty got a couple beats, so you know, Monday, you know, Monday okay. we at least got one. All right. I don't know if I'm going to. We might have two separate ones. I don't Ooh, know. I don't know. Let's go. All right, Casey. We'll be listening, <laughs> man. I appreciate you. <laughs> That's all love, man. Y'all take care, man. All right. Bye, Kenny. KC in the building. Love him. D-Lo and KC. That's the best. That's our guy, man. That's so great. You know, it's funny. At first, I thought you were going to say D-Lo was po- or Damien was popping on. And I was like, he's awake? There's no way. D- Damien's been asleep since that final buzzer. <laughs> uh, 7.30 start. Let's get to our guy. Congratulations to Praneel. The 16-year-old future NBA GM not only passed his test the other day, he officially got his driver's license. Let's give it up for Praneel in the house. What is up, my man? Well, what's up? What's up? How you guys doing? Praneel, how does it feel to get your driver's license, man? It feels amazing. I mean, I was... uh, Normally, I always have to bum rides for my parents and, like, last, like, Thursday, right? I was like hanging out with friends and I'm like, I was going to ask my dad to get a ride. I'm like, oh wait, I can just drive myself. So I just said, hey dad, I'm going to go hang out with friends and I just left the house. It was like, it was so nice. It was just like, that that feeling was just really, really nice. Hell yes. So happy for you, Pernil. Like truly, that's, that's what, that moment in life, it, yeah, it's a different sense of uh, freedom. So yeah, that was like yeah. what, that was like thirty five years ago for you, Morgan. That's a long time, but yeah, for sure. We're the same age, bud. Okay. We're the same age. Good point. Yeah. Um, Preneel, what, what what jumped out? What's on your mind after this Kings win tonight? 
So um, I was at my, my friend's dad's birthday party, but I was still watching the game. It was like I had my phone out. My phone was at like 15% for the entire game, so I had to a charger. And I was watching on my, my cracked iPhone. But, I mean, I was still able to see, like, the first, I'd say, like, 40 minutes was truly awful. It was so bad. I mean, um, I was expecting, like, a 10-point win. But then I saw, like, Tim Maxwell tweet out, like, the Kings are winning, and then I immediately had, like, bad hopes. But, like, still, I still expected to win the game. Um, Deer Fox turned up. I'm, I'm going to say something, but, like, he turned the fuck up in the last eight minutes. Whoa, I mean, and that, like. <laughs> No, it was um, yeah. it was special, man. He's uh, he's just taking a leap this year, and it's it's fun to watch. Yeah, and I mean, he was he was doing everything. He played pretty solid defense on Westbrook, who had a fantastic game. I'm really happy for Westbrook too. He was getting MVP chance and going from like getting yelled at, like booed, and like his family being. I was I was with my friends about this too today, but like going from that to how he's playing right now, I am just so happy for Westbrook. I, I wanted to just like say that about Westbrook, but like. Fox was playing good defense on the other end and then coming down and hitting tough fader play and then tough floaters and just like just doing pretty much everything. His stat line for today, I think, was like 32, 7, and 12 on fantastic shooting. And like his pick and roll, I, I was reading this um, this afternoon, I was reading the Jackson Frank, Jackson Frank um, uh, article he put out. Jackson Frank's fantastic, by the way. You should give him a follow. But like he yeah. put out an article about Fox and like one thing he was talking about was like the pick and roll navigation. Like, his pick and roll navigation this year has been amazing. He's been so patient. He's just picked his spots. And in that fourth quarter, you could see him. He'd get a pick from Sabonis, maybe after like they'd run a set and then something wouldn't work out. So they just default to the pick and roll. And then he'd slowly snake around the pick and roll. He'd get to his mid range spot and then just hit a, hit a jumper in someone's face. And that happened like three, four times. And then he got into his groove and that just kept on happening. And the Lakers could not stop him. They had no one they could go to to stop De'Aaron Fox. And you seeing him take the next step, seeing him figure out, okay, this is the time. Let's let's flip that switch and just go is what we need. That's that's when you go from, oh, De'Aaron Fox is a good player to De'Aaron Fox is a great all-star, all-NBA level talent. I couldn't have said it better myself, Perniel. No, it's it's been fun to watch, man. And to see how this team dig out of an 0-4 hole with a chance to be 500 coming up on Sunday is a big deal. And even if they don't get there Sunday, look, they, the schedule opens up a little bit, right? You get that big nationally televised game against the Nets. Kyrie could be playing in that game. Um, you've got the Pistons and Spurs. you got some opportunities here. And if they keep playing better, I, I just think everyone's on the same page. And when I hear all these players talk about how they have set the tone in practice with physicality, that they they really go hard at each other. They have a standard. You see it. They, they're fighting through things. And tonight, they had to grind this one out. It was ugly. And sometimes during an 82-game season, you're going to have to find a way to win ugly. It doesn't matter. Get the W. They got it done tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and one thing I really do like is that this. I, I say this Lakers game, the Charlotte game, the Magic game, are like three games that – you play last year, and you get blown out. It's like you see the growth. You see the Mike Brown imprint on this team, not just from the defense, not just from the effort, but also from the fact that we're making third-quarter adjustments, which is like something that I legitimately have never seen as a Kings fan. I mean, I'm only 16, so I haven't seen much Kings basketball, but like you're seeing these kids, these guys come out and like make third-quarter adjustments and like adjust to things. Anthony Davis, was a no factor in the second half. 
he really didn't throw anything. And that's like just us going out and like switching things up, throwing out different looks. And that's like, that's a sign of like a good team uh, or like even just a solid team, making those adjustments, improving on that and making sure that like, you're just going to win this game. You're going to figure out a way to win this game. And like, we've done that three, four times this year, which is something that I really like. I, that's the growth that I like to see. And like, obviously the team's only going to get better as we go on. They're going to get more acclimated with the team. You're going to like make some moves. Maybe I, I, I don't want to be too early on this, but I think Rashawn might be on his way out of Sacramento with the way Chimezi's playing. And we're going to make some moves. We're going to get some more depth, but like, and we're going to obviously get more acclimated with this system and the Mike Brown system. But you're seeing the growth. You're seeing that culture shift and like overall just guys starting to buy in and like, you know, play like that too. And it's really exciting, man. This is, maybe I'll get to see my first Kings playoff game. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but who knows? Oh, Pernille, I hope you do, man. Well, hey, thanks for checking in as always. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I got to get to bed. I have, I have a volunteering thing to get to tomorrow morning. A what? A volunteering thing. I, I got to, my sister has a debate tournament and I'm volunteering as like a judge or something. <laughs> oh. Get, get some sleep. Good luck, dude. Yeah, for sure. All, All right, right. bye-bye. Perennial, bye, dude. Perineal. You mentioned dude. AD, by the way, Morgan, real fast. AD, yeah. he finished with 24 points, 14 rebounds, but was held to seven points on two of seven shooting in the second half. We should also make it clear, he's been dealing with, like back issues the whole season and he was questionable at the start of the day because he was not feeling well. So no, absolutely. But just like Pernil was saying, it's the adjustments, the in-game adjustments, something that he said he hasn't seen before. A lot of us haven't seen before on a consistent basis with a Kings team. And it is not easy to make in-game adjustments, but there was never the right coach in place or coaching staff in place to teach these in-game adjustments, to to help push players in the right direction. I think sometimes got people look at these NBA players and go, you're at this level and you don't know how to play? You and I talked to someone a couple of weeks ago when we saw plays being broken down and I said something like, shouldn't guys know how to do that at this level? And he was like, you would think, you would think, but there's so many more guys throughout their lives that aren't taught how to play basketball the right way and just depend on athleticism and so many other things to get to the NBA. Let's give a shout out to everyone watching us live right now, Morgan, because it's almost midnight. You're still in San Francisco. We're talking about a Kings win. We got 500 plus people still with us. If you're here, do us a favor and hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. We're trying to get to 10,000 subs. It helps us grow so much when you do that. So please do that. Also, King's Film Room has an incredible De'Aaron Fox that I want to share at this hour. This is De'Aaron Fox in the clutch. And by the way, clutch stats in the NBA are defined as the last five minutes of a game in which the point differential is five or less, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Last five, yeah. five or less. So De'Aaron Fox in the clutch this season. He is 15 of 24. That's 62.5%. Three of six from three, two of two from the free throw line. He has 35 points in the clutch. That is good for third in the NBA and 42.8 points per 36 in the clutch outstanding shout out to king's film room you got to check out the king's film room podcast by the way check out their youtube channel too amazing stuff yeah truly i that 
you not only are those numbers amazing to see on paper, but what we're witnessing with our eyes in the way that he is leading through those numbers and that type of play, it we haven't seen this before from De'Aaron Fox like this. It's a whole different level. And I think every single Kings fan should be super excited for what's to come, even the rest of this season. I mean, that the growth that we're seeing each and every game, it kind of, Deuce, I kind of felt bad after that person made that comment and after I was talking about this Kings winning in the fashion that they did against a dysfunctional Lakers team because I do want that to end up being a prettier game. And Pernil was right. Like, there's years past where this was the Kings getting blown out in a game like this. And I guess maybe, maybe my expectations and my standards are a little high on that. And I usually don't have that high of standards or expectations. That's fair. That's fair. As far as Fox's overall numbers, Morgan, uh, 10 games in. He's played 10 games. His 10th game tonight. 25.9 points. He's 55% shooting. 36.5% from three. 86% from the free throw line. He's also averaging just under six assists and five rebounds along with a steal in 32 minutes a night. Wow. Yeah. Oh, hey. Also, a big stat we didn't even go over. Whoa, what? Yeah, huge stat, actually. Okay. Kevin Herter. Yeah. Career high, two blocks tonight. Give it up. That's a big deal. Good for Kevin Herter. I know. Kings don't block a ton of shots. They ended up with four total. He had half of them. Good for him. (laughs) Barnes, hey, also Harrison Barnes tonight, 13 and 8, along with two assists. He was 6 and 6 from the line. Dude, that's someone I didn't even give enough love to because it's funny. Whenever we expect that just solid play from Harrison, just like he had tonight, it's like he doesn't get the love he deserves. It's just, yeah, that's what we expected out of you, but excited to see him figure it out as of late. All right, Maureen, this is risky. You know how I, this, this is going to be the final call we take tonight. And it's from someone that I don't think we've ever talked to. It's a gamble. But it is night chat, so it's fun. His name is Clifton. Clifton, you're making your night chat debut tonight. A night chat debut with Deuce and Mo. It's Clifton. What's up, Clifton? Clifton, this is your big debut. Your music hit. The crowd's... They are on their feet. They're ready to see you come down the ramp and give you a standing ovation. Clifton, unmute yourself and talk to us. I'm right here. Yes! Okay, sorry about that. Clifton. Salute to you guys. Uh, I'm also Kalani Management in the YouTube space. Oh, what's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing well, and I just wanted to piggyback on what the other caller was saying about making those adjustments. That was key. Yeah, what jumped out to you, man? The adjustments and when they made them, even after uh, going through some adversity. But I really love the way they were switching. Um, I love everything about De'Aaron Fox. But with what Keegan's doing for him to play good, uh, all the things that you guys always talk about, I, I just this was an overall good team, man. And I think that we are... Um, we're going to go. 
Go where? Where, where? where are we going? Where are we going, Clifton? Where are we going? Definitely 500. <laughs> Definitely well, when, when are they going to be 500? Are you calling your shot? They play the Warriors on Sunday. The Warriors. Oh, we're going to kill the Warriors. Hey, man, check this out. All that stuff that they're talking about, the Warriors, all that uh, uh, hype and all of that stuff. And all, man, check this out, man. The, the, the Kings are going to shut them down straight up. Straight up going to shut them down. Let's Straight go. Up. Clifton, you're, fe- you're feeling oh. on a Friday night, man. And I just appreciate you guys having me. I hope to be on more of your shows. But I just wanted to say, man, thank you so much. <laughs> appreciate you, man. Clifton with a nice debut, right? His music hit. He didn't come out right away, which is, you know, in wrestling, sometimes you make your debut. Everyone's like, where are they? Where are they? He didn't come down the ramp. He came through the crowd. And everyone's like, oh, Clifton's there. And he cut a good promo. Morgan, your thoughts? Oops. He um, came out strong. I'm really proud of everything he had to give. He knew how to take himself off mute. Sometimes I know that could be a low standard for people, but <laughs> dig that from Clifton. Oh, man. Road wins are sweet. G-Man always says there's nothing like a road win. And it doesn't matter. You win ugly, you win. Kings yeah. are five and two in their last seven games. Oh. Oh. It feels so oh. good. Why does my life feel just so much better right now? <laughs> and how fragile was this tonight when they were like, don't lose this game. Don't lose oh. this game. I did not want to do a night chat after a loss because, you know, you felt the high of the Cavs game and you're like, oh, LeBron's not playing. Okay, you can win tonight. And whatever. The way it was, it, they closed it out. I thought they played well in the fourth. Fox took over. Team effort. It was fun. It was fun, man. That's what I, I agree. It was a fun, it was fun all in all, you know, like not, I, I, I know we can talk about the ugly and we did break down some of the ugly, but there was still a lot of good again. Yep. And we're, we're, we're saying that so much more lately. And I'm just so happy with the uh, product that we've been able to watch. Well, Morgan, I know you have to drive home from San Francisco, so get on going. Let's wrap it up. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. Biggest thing you could do on the way out, hit the thumbs up. We appreciate the massive crowd we had tonight. It's great seeing all these Kings fans hanging out with us. Remember, we're going to be live after every game. We'll be back live again Sunday night following the Kings and Warriors, a chance for the Kings to be at 500 after 12 games. Enjoy the journey. Let's have some fun. We love you guys, but we gots to go. You're all so badass for being here with us tonight. Thank you so much. We'll see you later. See ya. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and Mo. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye. 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.